Well, good morning, everybody. How we doing? Good, good, good. Well, my name's Michael. If you don't know, I'm the worship pastor here. And uh, just two quick housekeeping things. Um, if you are looking for ways to get connected, that's one thing to come and uh, attend a service, but you want to be a part of the family and kind of learn more about us, there's these connect cards on your seats. Um, you're either sitting on them or next to one. Uh, that's probably your best surefire way to get connected. Also, at the end of each service, we have what's called a five-minute connect party just right outside through these glass doors where you can kind of uh, meet some people face-to-face and get connected that way. So uh, that's what I got. And I don't know if you know this or not, but today is Vision Sunday. Um, It's 2020, and I just got my eyes checked recently. I do not have 2020 vision. The guy's like, your eye's getting worse. And I was like, thank you. Uh, But uh, we have some really, really, really fun stuff planned. Um, We're going to look back. We're going to celebrate some of um, what happened this last year, look to the future a little bit, and we have some exciting news. So um, with no further ado, I want to invite actually our whole staff to come out and share this with us. Would you welcome the Whitewater staff? That's like, it's like going to a fashion show, walking out. It's, it's nice. Don't they, don't they look great, guys? Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pass the mic to my friend Evan here to get us started. Uh, hey, yeah, so I'm Evan, and I am the communications and youth director. And uh, this has been such a great year. It's been so fun to see the growth and the move, and just so much has gone on. It's been crazy, but crazy in a good way. Um, so I've also been heavily involved in... Um, our missions uh, blessing and it's been a really 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 fun time and uh, there's some highlights I would love to share with you and um, the first one would be that we've now been with Sierra Leone for a year and so that that's great and uh, we've been impacting pastors and leaders and we've impacted over 500 pastors and leaders and that doesn't even say how many people we've impacted in their congregation and people under them and so that that has been just so much fun to see and so much fun to empower and impact them. Um, and there's something cool that's come from one of the pastors in that program. And one of them has done something new. So they don't normally do a Christmas service. And he was like, well, I'm going to try a Christmas service. Let's do something new. And it's cool he didn't, wasn't stuck in his old ways and he chose to try something new. And uh, the place was overflowing with people. They gave away food. They had to set up tents outside. And 50 people gave their lives to Jesus and now have a personal relationship with Jesus. Let's clap for that. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so we have a team going back on Monday. So I'll be praying for a safe trip, safe flight. Uh, we're excited about that. And moving on to youth, uh, uh, some highlights from that. Um, again, it's been a great year, um, and I just love hanging out with my leaders and the students. And uh, we had a really, really fun camp um, this summer. And uh, I'm really proud of my leaders. Um, they survived uh, on coffee and two hours of sleep a night. But what was really special was seeing them slow down with the kids and really build a relationship and really learn to care for each other and grow past just saying hi and high fives, but really getting to know each other. 
and um, they gave them space to open up and grow closer to Jesus. And I'm excited for 2020 and to see them grow closer to God. So yeah, I'm excited about that. Good morning, family. My name is Lila Grimm, and I am the missions pastor here at Whitewater, working with global as well as local. And in the local, in 2019, we really focused on building the more community groups. We had uh, three new community groups form, and 246, 47 that were active in the groups, so that's a lot to praise God for. Um, Believing great things in 2020, um, goal is to have at least six more. Uh, before June and and beyond. So um, community groups are basically a way that if you are looking for for a place to get connected, uh, here at Whitewater, we have the community groups that specialize in building relationships, reaching and blessing our community, and it's just a great way to connect. And if you haven't done that, we have a booth out here. Feel free to stop by afterwards and talk with us. There's a place at the table for you. So we just want to give God glory for what he's done this last year and looking forward to the rest of 2020. Hi, I'm Donna. I'm the guest service director, and I love being here on Sundays and getting to see all of you. Uh, I also get to help with Starting Point, which is a first step that you can take if you're new to the church and you'd like to know more information. Um, You can come get kind of the basic beliefs, but also feel free to ask any questions. The staff is there. George is there leading it. And we all get to know each other. It's a wonderful time. Our next one will be on February 9th, and we'd love to see you there. This past year, we had 91 people go through the class, so it was an awesome year. And assuming we'll have even more this year. Hi, I'm Samantha. I'm the children's director. So I get the wonderful opportunity to take care of all your little ones upstairs. I have an amazing team that I work with who have wonderful, beautiful hearts for kids and uh, just sharing Jesus with them. This past year, our, our children's ministry, 36 kids gave their lives to Jesus. And just last week, six kids gave their lives to Jesus. So that's an incredible, incredible thing. Um, We have so much fun. (laughs) We have so much fun up there. The kids are a blast, and we just, we love them. And some of the funny little highlights, we've changed last year approximately 100 diapers. Um, And... Sometimes those kids are really, really hungry, and so we have served them over 125 pounds of snacks last year, so it was a lot. (laughs) Um, I also have the wonderful opportunity to help lead an amazing, amazing event that we we put out each year for our local foster families. Um, We do a Christmas party called One Child each year. This year, we were able to bless 455 foster kids, 171 families. You guys gave over 2,000 gifts to those kids. Yeah, that's, it's, that's a big deal. <laughs> and it was, it, I mean, and we had over 200 volunteers that made that event possible. So thank you so much. 
Hi, uh, my name is Taylor Martin, and I'm part of um, the Whitewater Prayer Team. We get your prayer requests through the connection cards, or if you put them on Facebook. Um, we have a team of about 17 people that pray for you daily, and then we also get together um, for meetings twice a month. Um, this year, we just are celebrating an overwhelming theme of how much God loves his people. Um, we belong to an amazing and awesome God who hears our prayers. In 2019, we've prayed for 410 prayer requests from our Whitewater family. Everything from tests in school, colds and flus, for the grandsons to come to church on time, job interviews, foster families, drug addiction, homelessness, runaway teens, infertility, cancer, loved ones dying, suicide, divorce, and miscarriages. At Christmas, we prayed for over 400 names that Whitewater wants to see come to know our Father. All of these prayers show us that we as people are hurting, but that we trust in God and that we're not alone. Uh, we have seen God show up and show off and move in huge ways. He also heals and restores us. He shows up in little sweet, small ways too, and all of these just ooze God's love for us as his people. We show up and we pray and we cry out with our hurts and our pains and our dreams, saying, God, we love you. And God just keeps showing up saying, I love you more. Thank you. My name is Josh Singleton, and uh, I head up the Set Up and Tear Down team here. As you know, uh, this church, when we get here, there's nothing set up. We set up the stage and all the chairs and the children's area. Uh, we get here at 6.15 and usually leave about 1. And uh, this year we've had 187 volunteers or, uh, overall. And 48 of those were people that hadn't served before. So there's a huge response and generosity of time and talents. Our church really wouldn't happen without those volunteers. So thank you for those people that really, um, you know, give their time and their energy to do that. We really appreciate you. Um, my name is Sarah Bedlian, and I uh, do a lot of work with the Journey Track. And so uh, we have a current journey, journey Track going on with about 30 people. We offer Journey Track three times a year. So your next opportunity will be in April after Easter. So if you're interested in that, come on chat chat with me at the table out there and this last year we've had about 57 people go through the journey track and the journey track really is a pathway for growth whether it's uh, you want to be a leader here or you just want tools for life whether you want spiritual community uh, we'd love to get to know you in that class and uh, provide that growth so if you're interested in serving or uh, journey track come talk to me out there at that table or just say hi just say hi And I, I just love what Sarah said. Uh, our journey track, it really is our, our primary way at Whitewater for discipleship. So wherever you're at on your journey, whether you come to church for a long time or it's, uh, it's your first time here, um, that is probably the, the most uh, powerful, most best way that our church can offer you to bring your next steps to help you grow on your journey with your relationship with Christ. Um, and I'm Scott. I'm one of the uh, pastors here at Whitewater. And just a few things I uh, wanted to highlight with you guys is just uh, the life transformation that happens at our churches, uh, why we do what we do um, is for transformation, to see changed lives, and to, to celebrate that. Uh, last year alone, 
um, we end up having 22 people decide uh, to get baptized, which is show, show, confessing their faith, saying, I'm, um, I am a follower of Jesus, which I just think is incredible. And then the other thing which we're really excited about, too, is that 72 people, uh, for the first time, decide to give their life to Jesus at Whitewater Church in 2019. And then one, one last highlight I just wanted to share with you guys um, about at our church is uh, uh, one of my uh, jobs is I actually get to help out with uh, the finances. And I just wanted to just uh, thank you guys so much for your generosity. Because of this church uh, generosity from, uh, for our general fund, which helps everything from keep the lights on to renting the space to everything that we do on our, our missions locally and globally, um, uh, last year, uh, as a church, we ended up bringing in um, about seven hundred fifteen thousand dollars as a church, which is which is just uh, huge from where we were before, and and that that's the most we've ever brought in in a year. So I just want to thank you guys for your generosity. Because of that, we're able to do what we continue to do. We're able to um, to help serve this community and to continue to see those lives be transformed. Awesome! Thank you, guys. Do you want to give them a hand? Thanks so much for sharing. You know, it's exciting. We have all those, all those big numbers and all that kind of stuff. But one of the things that was different for me this year is I've got a two-year-old daughter now. And uh, we were reading the other night before bed, and she has this children's Bible. And we were reading the story and got to the end. And I said, uh, I said you know that story is, is about Jesus? She says, yes. That's how she says yes. And, uh, and I said, and, you know, Jesus loves you very much. She said, yes. Jesus is my friend. And I, and I said, oh, wow, yeah, he is. And she goes, I learned church. So, way to go, Samantha and the children's team. I just, it's the most special to me ever. So, uh, yeah, let's just, let's pray and thank God for what he's done this last year and what he's going to do this next year. If you want to pray with me. Lord, we love you so much. We just thank you for your faithfulness, God. Um, this church started in a living room um, with a big dream and a big hope to see uh, people come to know you and people to experience transformation and life. Um, and you've been so faithful to us, and every year is different, and every year is new and exciting, and um, God, we just pray this next year that um, we would all, you'd bless our families, you'd bless our places of work, our communities, wherever we are, God, you'd use us as instruments of blessing to the world around us, um, and you continue to grow our church, God. We love you, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Mike. Uh, you guys give Mike a hand. I appreciate his leadership, and he does. Um, he buys all my clothes, makes sure I look presentable. Man, it's good to be here. Um, it's, a, it's been an incredible year. Uh, 2019 was, was unreal. We saw so many people find Christ. If you didn't notice, we moved into a new building. A few of you guys are like, oh, yes, we did. Um, and we have a great relationship with Step by Step. So grateful to Krista Linden and their team um, it's been amazing. Um, so what I, I want to do today is talk about why we exist and send us into the mission and vision of our church, um, those who are willing to accept the mission and vision. Um, and we'll celebrate a, a few other things along the way. Does that sound good? Um, I believe that Jesus is the hope of the world. I got some people believing that up there. How many of you guys, does anybody else believe that, that Jesus Christ is the hope of the world? And the way Jesus has chosen to bless a broken world is by sending broken people like you and me 
into the world, into the spaces, into the spheres of influence, into the cracks and crevices of society to bless it in Jesus' name. It's like we're like these slanted mirrors where, where the, the light of God, the goodness of God is reflected off of our lives, not generated from us, but reflected from God to the world. And I just love that image. Like that means that I, I can be kind of a fractured mirror, but I can still shine Jesus. Amen? So I want to talk to you guys about why we exist, what we're about, and then launch us out into that. Um, here's our, here's the, kind of our passion statement at Whitewater. This is what we're all about. Here, here it is. We believe we, the church, that a church is not a building, it's not a committee, it's not a program, it's who? It's us. It's like a crazy group of good, bad, and ugly people. And you can decide who's what. I'm kidding. But we're this group of people that God chooses to use. It's we. We are the church. So we are sent to bless a broken world. I'm just stop there for a second. You and I as the church in our brokenness, and you might be here thinking, I'm not a Christian yet. Well, you're in a good place because this is where people can belong before they believe. You can move and explore faith as you learn about God's love and about who God is and who you are. I can't tell you how many stories there are of people who have found the blessing of God through this church. But we are collectively sent to a broken world. How many of you guys know the world is broken in some ways? Divided in some ways, fractured, relational brokenness, uh, brokenness of systems and organizations and, 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 and brokenness of the soul, emotions, um, mind. There's a lot of brokenness in this world and we are sent into it to bless it. And how do we do that? Well, we believe we're sent to, uh, to bless a broken world by bringing the whole person, the whole community, and the whole world into a flourishing life with God. So whole person, not just like, we're not just a church that wants to give you information for your mind and that's good enough. No, whole person, mind, emotions, uh, body, relationships, your soul, the whole person, the whole community. So personal, local, we want to bless our community. We don't want to just bless people individually and see no change in our society. We want to see our world blessed. We think Jesus came to bless the whole world the individual and community. So local, um, personal, local, and then global are sent to the world for a flourishing life with God. A flourishing life with God is simple. It comes from the idea of shalom. Like we read about it in the Old Testament. Shalom is, it's peace, but it's, a, it, it's uh, the best word for it in the English language is flourishing. It's not just the absence of anger and, and violence or absence of conflict. What flourishing, shalom means is right relationship, peace with God, peace with self, peace with others, and then peace with the world. And our job is to bring that shalom, that flourishing into the world around us. Amen? You guys with me so far? All right, I, I, I want to make sure we have time to do the things we need to do. So I'm going to make sure that I'm timely with this or try to be. Here's a few verses that, that, that we kind of launch out of uh, that are real simple. But John 20, verse 21 says this. Jesus says, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Is that talking about like super Christians that Jesus is sending? Because he says, as I've been sent, you are sent. 
So is that super mature people? Is it super Christians? Is it only adults? Is it only people who have everything figured out with their life? No, it's in everybody and anybody who begins to follow Jesus. When you sign up to follow Jesus, you begin to be transformed, but you're also, you're turned into that mirror that shines whatever light you can from God to the world. So God chooses every single one of us in this building. He wants all of us to become a blessing. As the Father was sent his Son, so we are sent into the world. What does that look like? How was Jesus sent? 1 John 4, 9 says this. For God showed how much he loved us. And just stopping there. I love this verse because it doesn't say, for God showed how much he hated the world, but how much he loved us. By sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. So we could have that shalom, so that we could have um, that flourishing eternal life with God. That's why Jesus came. And Jesus said, as the Father sent me, so now I send you. So when we read this, it also could be said, now we're not Jesus, we're not perfect like him, we can't be exactly Jesus, but we can be like him. So for God showed how much he loved us and loved the world by sending his only son, Jesus, and his church, you and me, into the world so that life would come. Isn't that amazing? There's another verse from Genesis 12. It, it, it says this, I will bless you and you will be a blessing. That's to the community of God. You are blessed to be a blessing. I am blessed to be a blessing. We are blessed. Some of you guys are like, I don't feel very blessed with my finances, my relationships, with my life right now. But there are things that are like the fact that you can breathe, the fact that there's blood pumping through your veins right now. We have been blessed to become a blessing. When my mom makes amazing food, like especially at Thanksgiving and Christmas, a lot of people come over and she blesses us with like amazing pies, amazing food, new stuff, old stuff. And, and you know when people have been blessed when they're like, hey, how'd you make that? All of a sudden, there's a conversation. How'd you make that? And, and what's the recipe? Oh, this is an old family recipe. I don't know if I can give that. I'm like, please. And finally, when the recipe is given, all of a sudden, the person who was blessed with that amazing meal can now go forth and be a blessing. You and I are blessed to be a blessing. Here's the simple vision of our church. You want to throw up? Yeah, there we are. We are a reservoir designed to be released into a river. Our church is a reservoir that's released into a river. How many of you guys have heard me talk about this? Good, because I want to make sure we understand and we can share this with others. Our, the reservoir of our church is like the gathering of our church on a Sunday. It's like this. We're all gathered here. We come from different places, personalities, histories, workplaces, non-workplaces. We're all gathered here in the name of Jesus. Some of us might be like, well, I'm here because of that person, and um, I've been really needing a husband or a wife, so I'm here. But you're here nonetheless, whatever reason you might be. But, but the main reason is because we are the gathered people of God. We are here to encourage each other, to love one another. You know the Bible talks about what, the, what the, it's called the one another's. That the people of God, when they gather, they're to love one another, encourage one another, serve one another, um, fight one No, it doesn't say that. But it has all these one another's. That's the church being the church. That's why we gather. But, we're, but we don't just gather like a pond without any outflow because what happens to a pond when it's just sitting there? 
It stagnates. It gets toxic. It's unhealthy. The church, a healthy church, is a deep reservoir that releases a deep and powerful river of blessing into its world. It goes to the dry places, the deserts, the places that need it, and it brings water, brings life. So there's flourishing life. Amen? So we're a reservoir that releases a river. So you are released during the week, Monday through Saturday, to your jobs and your homes, your neighborhoods, out in the world to be a blessing. That's what the church is. So the church gathers and the church scatters. We gather on Sundays. Sometimes we gather maybe with our groups and then we scatter into the world like seeds, like we're supposed to be this blessing. Now, I want to talk to you guys about five worlds of blessing. This is really simple. I'm just really breaking it down as simple as possible. Here's the vision of our church. If we are sent into the world like Jesus, I think all of us are called or sent into five five worlds. All of us. And here's what I think they are. Um, Here's how I break them down. Parish, people, places, profession, play, and passion. Parish. That stands for the gathered church. That's the church. That's the family of God. Do you agree that if you start following Jesus, that you belong to his family? And that we are to do the one another's and love one another? If you're never gathering together with the family of families, like a reunion, like today, and hearing all the cool things that the church is doing together, how can you be family? We all belong to this family. And we're all called to serve in this family. Uh, go to the next one. Um, we all ha- are called to a people. And uh, for me, that, that represents family and friends. So you might have, uh, how many of you guys have family here? You're sitting with them, maybe, some of you. How about friends? Some friends? Frenemies? You can look at them there across the room. Oh, I know, the church never gets in fights with each other. There's no conflict in this room. Um, <laughs> So we all have people and friends. We're all called there, right? It's not like we can say, nope, I don't have friends. I'm not, I don't have family. Some of you might not have biological family, but you've formed a, a, like a spiritual family. That would count. The next one, um, places, neighborhoods, like the places we live, the places we eat, the restaurants we go to, the supermarkets we go to. In the first service, I said the, in the supermarket, the people we meet that check us out. But I didn't mean it like that. I meant it like <laughs> the people who help us get the food we're buying, all right? Um, those people. Um, our kids' schools, there's a location that we go to. It's a neighborhood, a place. Uh, next one is our professions, our wor- is our workplace. How many of you guys are called to, and you have a, pro- a profession? Okay, one or two of us, that's, that's kind of scaring me right now. It's not going the way I thought it would. Um, but our workplaces are so important, and they're important to God. The next one is our play and our passion, Recreation, hobbies, compassion areas. Now, I'm going to break this down even further. If you, if you go to the, the Reservoir and River, do the Reservoir and River real quick. Um, or act, uh, next one, next one, next. Yeah, there we go. That one. That's what I want. So here's what the church is. All of us are called parish, people, places, profession, and play. Now, here's some important things I want to make sure we really get before we, we kind of get moving and, and into the, the rest of the service. First thing that's really important, it's not like we can say, oh, I don't need to do, or I'm not called to any one, of the, any one of these places. It's not like I can say, yeah, I don't feel like blessing and leading my kids as a father. Yeah, I don't, I don't really want to care about the people in my neighborhood. I can be terrible to them. 
Uh, I don't care about my profession. That doesn't matter. No, all of these matter, and all of them have equal weight. Now, check this out. I think, though, that all of us have a primary calling to ministry. Ministry is like the, I guess it's kind of like the faith or religious word that means to serve. So when someone says, I'm a minister, what they mean is I'm a servant. So when a pastor says, I'm a minister, well, yeah, you're a servant, but so is any Christian. All of us are ministers. All of us are servants because Christ came to serve the world, not to be served. You tracking? So all of us have a primary world that we serve in. So we all are called to these, but we have a primary world, maybe one or some, some of us two. So for me, like a lot of my time and energy, my primary calling, can you guess what it is? The parish. Like I'm, my role is to serve you. And, and it's really, really important that we get this one right. You know, all the staff that were up here, they're ministers, leaders, you know, pastors, directors in our church. Their job isn't to be over the church. It's to be under it, to serve it. Our job is to serve you in your areas of calling. Does that make sense? Sometimes churches can get this wrong and it's like the platform is the place that gets served. The, the gathering is the thing that serves. No, no, no. We serve the scattered church. We gather to scatter. Now, now that might be my, a primary for me. Another primary for me is um, with my family, where I'm building relationships in and around my family and our neighborhood. And so a lot of people I lead to, to Christ or I'm leading toward Christ, trying to, is in those places. Now, um, we all have a primary place of calling to ministry. And that means that that would be like your area of where you put your energy and your passion, you feel, you feel called to it. And it might be the, it, it probably is the place you have the most likelihood of running into people who don't know Jesus. Okay? This, so here, here we go. A people, places, profession, play. People, um, uh, I have friends who, um, who are homemakers and, and their family is their primary ministry. Is that Okay. Is that as important as what I do as a pastor? Yes. None of these are more important than the others. My role as a pastor is not more important than a stay-at-home mom or dad raising their kids. I'll be really clear on that. Um, places. places. I have a neighbor. Um, her name's Bertha. She's amazing. She's Catholic. She introduced me to her, her uh, priest named Father Michael. Uh, the really cool. She is serving our neighborhood. So she walks up and down the streets. She walks um, all around. She prays for people. She, if there's anybody who's hurting or sick or someone dies, she connects the community to serve them. Her primary place of calling is her neighborhood. And what she does is as important as what any pastor does. Because she, she's a pastor, minister, servant to her neighborhood. And when she had a job, she probably was spending more time there. Now that she's retired, her season changed, and so her calling changed a little bit. Does that make sense? Uh, prof uh, professions. I, I know people who are, um, who are called to minister in schools as teachers and administrators or business leaders, and maybe they own their own business or they're construction workers and God has gifted them and called them. This is how they make their money. This is the place where they, they have the most influence. There's people who work in our uh, government who are civil servants, um, policemen, firemen who are called to, that's their primary place. 
We have nonprofit leaders in this building as well that are gathered together. And your primary place of calling is the nonprofit that you're serving in. All of these places, and I might have left out some workplaces, but you get the point, right? All of these professions are used by God. God has released the church to go serve in these different areas. And your role is not less important than a pastor. The pastor's job, the church's job, is to serve the servants. Minister to the ministers. You with me? We gather to scatter. We are blessed to bless. Profession and place. Some people I know, I have a friend, his, his people group, his calling is gamers. He loves to play gamers. And I told him I wouldn't do an impression of him at all. But normally when he gets ready for gaming, he's like, nah, nah, and he gets his guys around him and he rolls his, de- I'm just kidding, Josh. I'm just, <laughs> just teasing him. But that guy loves the gaming community and he reaches out to them and he knows their language, he knows their world, he knows, how to, he, he knows what to talk about. In every one of these worlds, like you guys know your world better than I ever could. Better than I ever could. And, we, and so he's an example of someone who, that's how he recreates, that's how he, his play, his recreation is a world of serving. Uh, another person I know, their passion they have a passion for people who have immigrated from out of the country and helping getting them established in a community. And they do their work there, but it's their passion. So they, they do tons of work outside of their work in this area of passion. That's their area of calling. Now, why do we see a struggle for this to happen? Why is there sometimes a barrier between the gathered church and the scattered church? Why do we sometimes not want to go or send people? Sometimes the church thinks, hey, we're supposed to protect the gospel. We're supposed to protect the blessings of God. We have it. We need to protect it from the scary, evil world out there. So there's this barrier, and people aren't empowered to go out there. They go, the church goes and does their living and their, their professions and all their stuff and their, and their play. They do all these things kind of like in a way to serve only the, the church, like it's not important what I'm doing isn't ministry. I just need to do it. I need to grit through my, grit my teeth and kind of get through it. And then I'm safe in church world. That's not, the, that's not what Jesus taught. And then there's the, kind of like we have it. The church has it. The parish has it. The gathering has it. The world doesn't. And they need to come to us. If they're gonna, and they need to change. They need to believe and behave before they can belong. But then Jesus teaches another way that we're a church that we have been blessed by God but not by anything we've earned or done. It's just been given to us. We've been blessed to be a blessing. So we go to the world, we go out to a broken world and we share the love of Christ. We find where God is already at work. And, And here's the other beautiful thing is we bless the world and we bring them into the church. And we bless and we bring and we bless and we bring. Do you guys see the pattern? And that's what's happened in our church. That's what we're all about. Another barrier that I see is, um, that causes the barrier between these worlds is the division of secular and sacred. The church is sacred, pastors are sacred, their ministry is more important than anything that happens out here, and we couldn't be more wrong. Jesus flipped the paradigm. He empowers the entire world. When he says, as I was sent to the world by my Father, you have been sent. He's not just talking to pastors, he's talking to every person. And so we don't have to be afraid of the secular world that we're like, oh, it's God's out here too. He's out here just as much as he's in here. Do you believe it? That God is 
out there as much as he's in here doing work. He's, he's the God of all blessing. I, I think that's really important. The other thing then is we have a separation not only of like pastors and, and the people, like somehow there's like a second class thing, that's not true. The other thing is that means that mo- Sunday is separated from Monday. So what we do now on Sundays sometimes is seen as more important than what happens Monday through Saturday. Think about how crazy that is. Jesus came that we might have life, not just on Sundays, but to the full life in all of life, our whole life. So some people might give two hours, some people might give five hours a week to their spiritual family, their parish, like with a community group and coming here on Sundays and serving, give or take, maybe an hour, maybe a half an hour. But that leaves like let's say 115 hours for the rest of the week. And if a church just focuses on like, oh, it's about when we gather, and it's about being big when we gather, it's not about being sent into the world, then uh, what are we missing? The other 115 hours of the week. Do you think that God wants to use those through your life as much as he wants to use right now? What you do is so important. It's so Important. Let me give you a, a paradigm shifter for me, and I hope it is for you. Back in the day, like let's say the days of Seinfeld, back in the 90s, even early 2000s, when there was no bus or someone didn't want to take a bus, but they needed to get from A to B, and it was, they couldn't walk it, they couldn't run it, what would they do if they needed to get from A to B? They'd get a taxi. They'd get a taxi, and the taxi, they were marked. They were yellow. They had a taxi sign. It said taxi. This will taxi you to wherever you need to go, airport, home, neighborhood. We'll take you. And they had like a control center, and the, only the taxis are the, could be the ones to pick you up. And that's how the world was. It was just this world of taxis, yellow taxis. You had to get them, call them, hail them down. Until this little invention happened called Uber. And when Uber happened, it made all like the centralized taxi angry because anybody and everybody could be a taxi driver. Uber means that anybody with a car and anybody who wants to can be somebody with a mission and a job. When Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. When Jesus said, All authority has been given to me by my Father, heaven and earth. Go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. He was taking a world of priests, the idea of like priests, and we have our getup, and we, we have our suits, and our collars, and our this, and not to say that those aren't important, it's not to diminish, but... We have like the, the ministers who do the ministry and the pastors who do the pastoring and it's their job to do all the mission work. All of a sudden, Jesus shifted the paradigm and when he said go or when he said I'm sending you, he Ubered the Christian community, the, the, the people of God. All of us are given a mission should we choose to accept it. Can I get an amen? Do you believe that? All of us have been given a mission. All of us, God is, and we all have direct access. You don't have to go through the taxi company. Like we gather, it's good to connect with, you know, the community, but God can give you assignments. He speaks to you in community, through community, but you can pray and talk with God. You don't need me to do that for you. So now that changes the role of the pastor. 
Do you see what the pastor is? All these leaders that were standing up here sharing these stats are sharing what we have done in our area of calling. What is your frontline ministry? What is your frontline calling of um, people, places, profession, play, or perish? Some of us, we're all called to one of these worlds as a primary, but we're all called to them, to all of them secondarily, right? It's not like I'm going to be like, eh, I'm not going to be a dad today, right? We're called to all of them. We have a primary. Would you, there's a piece of paper, just a square one, and it, it, it has these worlds on it, and it also is a, it's a, it's a commissioning paper. And if you, uh, it, oh, I used to have it. I thought I had it. Maybe I don't. Um, you mind, someone mind handing it to me? That'd be awesome. So this is it. And on it is, uh, you can put your name, you can put your contact info if you want. You don't have to. But the most important thing is your name. And in this season of life, where has God sent you to bless? Where has he sent you to bless? We want to commission you today. And we want to commission our kids today because our kids are called and sent as much as you or me. When my daughter pulled me aside and she said, hey, dad, I want to talk to you. I said, do you want some food? Do you want to watch some TV? No, no, no. I want to pray for my friends at school that they would come to Christmas Eve. She understood. Thank you. She understood that she was called to her school so right now, we're, we're going to be pulling the kids down here for this next portion of service, and we are going to be commissioning you, if you're a nonprofit leader, if you're a professional, teacher, administrator, business person, construction, whatever, if you are a neighborhood person, you've been called, like, write it down, what, what, write it down on these, can you hold them up, if you, do you have them, I want to make sure they put them out, okay, they, good, they put them out, I'm like, I'm not telling you to do the wrong thing. Write it down. Be specific. Where? What school? What business has God sent you to be a blessing? Let me just say a word about commissioning, and then I'll, we'll, commit, we'll commission us. What is commissioning? Commissioning is sending people into their calling or assignment to the Lord. Why should we commission? Jesus was commissioned into his ministry calling. So that's pretty important. He was commissioned. And then every disciple of Jesus is commissioned and called to ministry. Another reason why is commissioning is a biblical sign of support and encouragement. We want to encourage you and let you know that you are supported. You are supported. The way we want to show support is we want to tell your stories. So as you're out in your world transforming it, going through the ups and downs, the challenges, the problems, and the wins finding people and leading them toward Christ, doing good work. How many of you guys know that God wants you to do good work? He's created you to be co- a co-creator, to do good work. And we want to hear the stories. And our commitment is during the year, we're going to be sharing the stories of people in our church, you, our church, the stories of transformation, personally, locally, and globally. So we want to support and encourage and have unity through our commissioning. Commissioning activates gifts and passions that may be evident or dormant. Commissioning, so let me stop there for a second. You might have gifts that you're like, these are my gifts. I don't have these gifts. But when you get called into a world and you get in that world, like as a teacher or as a parent or whatever it might be, you will have gifts come to the surface you never knew you had until you go where God tells you to go. 
Last one is commissioning brings clarity of calling and purpose. It helps you clarify. Would you clarify? Write it out. And you're like, ah, I'm not where I want to be. That's okay. That's where you're at. Just ask God to open your eyes and to use your life while you're at where you don't want to be. And God, it, God might move you to a new place in a new season. There's different seasons. I have a friend who his, his primary ministry was his profession. And then he retired. And now it's his family and his neighborhood. God's never done with us. Isn't that cool? Like we, don't rec- we don't retire from our faith. Jesus can- will continue to use us. But specify it. So here's my invitation. Around this room, we have the five worlds. We already have people from the last service who put up their callings. And it's amazing. Think about this. As you, as you do this and you go to a spot, we're going to have a leader or a pastor pray for you. And they're going to commission you in the name of the Father, Son, and Spirit. They're gonna, uh, they'll, they'll put their hand on your shoulder and pray for you. That's it. And they'll put their hand on you if it's a socially appropriate. Right, staff? If not, they'll just stand there like this. But we're going to pray for you. And we're, knowing where you are and what world, now we can pray more intelligently for you as a church. We'll know where you are, more to pray for you. Like we are going to support you as a church, encourage you in what God has called you to do. Amen? So here's the invitation. Write it down in the next song. Get up and go to one of the stations. If you have to wait in line like for communion, talk with someone. You, and you don't have to wait for someone else to pray. You can pray for somebody too. We're the church. We've been Ubered. And here's the other thing. If you're a parent of a child, your kids and they're, you know, elementary age on up, we've, they've been brought down and you can go get, you've got to bring, you know, your tag and make sure to check them out properly. But you can take them and I would encourage you to take them over to the places that where the, like, the, like their school. And many of them have made a little lanyard that has their school and they're going to pin it up. This is their world that they've been called to. And you can pray with them to support them. You can pray for them. And you can have a leader pray with them. And if you're not a Christian, but your kid, your kid, your son or daughter has, they've got budding or blossoming faith, you can support that faith. You can pray. God's not going to be upset. Well, I don't believe in him. That's okay. He won't be mad at you. And if you feel more comfortable, you can just have the, uh, the person at the station pray for them. And you can support them in that way. And if you have adult kids in here, you can support them too. You know, I wouldn't suggest putting them in a headlock and praying for them, but just you can be with, and as families, pray for each other, go to the station and put the cards up and let's see where we have been sent. Amen? All right, let's do it. Let me pray for you guys uh, as the band comes up. Father, we love you. We're so grateful to you. Would you help people to, to have the faith to just say, this is where I have been sent And Lord, we want to be a church that sends people and brings them in and sends people and brings them in and sees a world transformed. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys, just look at the boards around here where people are sent to be a blessing. Could you just give a hand for, you know, just our church and what God is doing? Yeah. Um, You can grab a seat, and I just want to finish our service with a few things to celebrate that I think are really important, really big. And uh, we we are going a little bit longer than we normally do on a Sunday morning, but we figured with with the amount of things that we got to celebrate, it would be worth it. So um, if you have a card and you're like, oh, I didn't. I didn't feel brave enough or I, I just, I didn't, I was kind of hemmed in with a bunch of people. I didn't feel comfortable getting out. Just, just put your, uh, your card with your, your calling and your name and we will be praying for you. 
praying for that and supporting you in that. We can't wait to hear the stories of transformation that God will use in your calling. Um, Right now, I want to invite two friends of mine. This is our our executive team here at Whitewater, Tammy Berklid and Scott Cones. These guys uh, help this be much more organized than it would be if, if I was alone. So I'm so grateful for them. And uh, Tammy actually uh, is, is really leading our staff. That's the, one of the, uh, her areas of expertise and emphasis on our team. And uh, I'm so grateful for her. And then you guys met Scott a little bit earlier and uh, some of the cool and important things he does. And we wanted to share some really cool news with you guys. Um, and here's what it is. Like a, a year and a half ago, we started a campaign called the Built Campaign. We've, we felt, man, we want to continue creating a place to call home, a place to belong before you believe. And we'd love to have a permanent place that could be open every day of the week. And um, as God was opening up this door, and we've been praying for a place for years. I've been praying for a place for years. Um, God opened a door with this place step by step. And the relationship we have is so amazing. And we, it, um, my friendship uh, with some of the leaders in this place is I'm so grateful for. Uh, and I don't even th- I don't think Krista even knows that. We've been praying to be in a location right in this area. And we've been praying for a permanent place. And I prayed and prayed and I would love to have had it down here and we, couldn't, we weren't finding anything. And then a year and a half ago, we found a, a, a piece of property. And, um, and it didn't work out. It was in the location we wanted. It's like not even a mile from here. And it didn't, didn't work out because it wasn't zoned right. We couldn't, we, it was super frustrating. We thought it was just the perfect, it was just shy of eight acres. Um, and then a year later, a year later, they, something happened. And Tammy, who, was it Mark Rohde? Mark Rohde found out that the, the property had been rezoned so it was buildable. And we went, it was almost a year to the exact day. We went back, we put an offer on it, we've had a team working on it, and I'm proud to let you guys know that we have purchased uh, that property. And uh, here it is, yeah. land, y'all. I want to thank everyone who's been a part of that, like the people who have given, sacrificed, the teams that have helped. There's a lot of wisdom and teamwork that goes into finding and, and working through a purchase of land. And, and guys, it's, it's, gonna be, it's a ways out before, you know, building happens, uh, we're, and we're going to be working toward that. And that requires patience and also excitement and hope. 
And I'm just so grateful that we were able to land here with this relationship and this place because it's right where we want to be and we're just going to be a hop, skip, and a jump uh, down the way. So I, I, I could share a lot of things about this, but I was going to let Tammy just share a little bit about uh, going forward what you see. Um, yeah, I, I think um, I want to make sure that everyone understands the, the incredible um, thing that it was that the, the um, land, sorry, that the land was actually switched over and rezoned. That's mind-blowing. And um, when we talked to the city about why that happened, um, there was not a person in the room of, of six people from the city that could tell us why it was rezoned. They didn't know I, how. We know how it happened. We so know. We thank God for that, and we're so grateful. Scott probably snuck in. and Yeah. Uh, just, you know. <laughs> Yeah, um, and so we have a few things that we need to work on because uh, we're blessed with a creek in the middle of our property, and um, that can be a wonderful thing, and that can be a really interesting thing. So we have some wetlands issues we need to work through. We have an outstanding team um, on the civil side of things, which is kind of like the dirt work part of what we're doing. It'll take us quite a while to get through that planning, um, but I feel super... Um, optimistic and um, I know that the Lord is with us in this. I know that um, no matter what happens, even if for some reason we have to make a change in the future, this property is an excellent investment for our church. Yeah. Scott, do you have uh, some stuff to add? Always. Um, you know, I just, just on the story perspective, what I, it's just so incredible because I, I mean, I've been, I've been with George for years and years. You know, we've been praying and looking and, um, you know, this Right where we're at right now, this crossroads was something that's always has been on George's heart. And so when we met with different developers in the area, uh, the first thing they said, they laughed at us when we asked where we wanted to be. And they said, that, that's just never going to happen. You're never going to afford that. And in my mind, I'm like, God, that's fighting words. You don't, you don't know it never is. There is no, there is no impossible. Um, and Scott has the gift of faith, in case you guys didn't know. He's just like... And then, and then when, we talk, when I talk to different pastors and leaders in this community and we, we shared what the zoning was, and they're like, that's just never going to happen. It's, that's impossible. That just, the city will not rezone that. And then, and then here we do. We, we pray. We spend, we spend time together. And then it gets rezoned. And I just, I just think that's just the God we serve. That's just the power of... A prayer and God's blessing, and, and just taking that step of faith. So I'm just I'm just thrilled uh, to see God work that way. And, and just one thing I want to highlight to you guys is, um, if it wasn't for your generosity, uh, we wouldn't been able to put a down payment to have this land. Um, when we did this built campaign a year and a half ago, this was asking of going above uh, your tithes, your offering um, for for this campaign. You know, we have this dream. Um, uh, to get to get property, but to do that, uh, just like when you when you go to buy a house, um, you set money aside so that when the perfect uh, home opens up, you're able to put money down for that payment. And that's what we've been praying. That's what we asked you for your trust in. And I just want to highlight and thank you guys so much because of your generosity a year today for the built campaign. Um, we've brought in two hundred fifty four thousand four hundred eight dollars and seventy cents, and that's because of your generosity. That's because of you going above and beyond uh, your, your time, your talent, and your so, and I, so that's And that's from 91 different individuals that gave to us. So I want to thank you so much for your generosity. And, and, what, and what's really exciting now is that um, if you're like, man, I'd love to be a part of this, like, it's, uh, it's, it's a great time right now to be on board. It's a great time to come and jump in on what we're doing. 
um, on, on our, um, through giving through the app or through online. Uh, we have two line items. One is the general fund, the other one is the built campaign. And, uh, anything that you give towards that goes towards this building. It goes towards the story that right now we're writing for the history of Whitewater. Uh, we all get to be a part of that. I just, I just imagine years down the line um, when you're with, uh, with your young ones or children or even your families, they're like, tell me the story of that church. Tell me the story of that building. And you can be like, I was a part of that story. I helped um, get that built over there. I got to help us be part of you. Um, creating a building that got to be a tool for the community uh, to reach those who don't know Christ. You guys, I'm so excited, so thrilled, so thankful. Um, And we're a church that gathers to scatter, reservoir that's released into a river of blessing. Check out where we're located. Do you guys mind showing that? Okay, just pan out. That's uh, Ording Highway and Pioneer. Okay, we wanted to, we want to be a church that blesses these areas. This is strategic. We want to be a place that gathers to scatter. Bonnie Lake, Ording, South Hill. Look at this. We're right in the middle of where we, we feel God has called us. So uh, can, we, can we give one last hand for everybody involved? We're so grateful. If you have questions, ideas, you want to know how you can be involved, you can talk with uh, these two from the executive team. You can talk to me, but I'll just refer you back to them. So, um, And I would love to do that. And then lastly, we're, we have something that we're doing for the world of professions, for people that are in professions, teachers, healthcare, uh, business, a whole list, nonprofit, any professional area. Even uh, we, you know, people that be like, oh, I'm not professional, but they're, they're, they're home builders. They're building their their family's home, like come on out to this event we're doing. It's going to be February 8th. February 9th. February 9th, excuse me. Yeah, it's going to be Sunday, February 9th at noon. We're going to have lunch here. And what we're hoping to do is connect people within their place of profession with other people that are similar. We want to get you guys talking about amazing things and connecting and kind of encouraging and reinvigorating each other for... um, Growing the kingdom of God out in our, um, in our places of work. I, I would encourage you even if you think, I'm not sure if I, if I have the right profession or if I am the right person to provide um, some you know, impact to someone else. What I said who should come on the flyer that um, my husband and my friends, the Campfields, have over there is every single person who wants to have life-giving impact Monday through Saturday. And so that's who I'd like to see at that luncheon on Monday, February 9th. And you'll again see my team over there, Jason and um, Peggy and Greg Campfield, and we'll be there that day, and we can't wait to meet you. Please don't miss it. Guys, you ready to sing our last song, take our offering, and head home? All right. Let's celebrate, stand on up, and let's sing.